and welcome to Working the Single Parent Life, the podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and oh, I am so, so tired today. Um, I went out last night. I didn't go out out, but I went to Cardiff to see this comedian that I really like um, with a group of my friends. It was actually the third time that I'd seen her, that's how much I like her. Um, I, I've actually met her twice afterwards previously, and I was going to try and hang around and meet her again last night, but I thought, you know what, better not. Um, just by the off chance she remembers me, I don't want to be giving off that stalker vibe. But anyway, I had a really good night. I was totally sober as well. I drove. It was like an hour and a half away for me, so I just picked up all my friends en route and got back so late, which is why I'm so tired. I got back at midnight, and I never go to bed that late on a work night. I have to aim to go to bed by 10 o'clock, otherwise I am exhausted. And I actually feel hungover today, although I've not actually drunk an ounce of alcohol. So yeah, I just have to plough on through the day. Um, But we did go to the most incredible restaurant last night. So it's called Pasture, and there's one in Bristol, one in Cardiff. I'm not sure if there's ones elsewhere. But it's quite hard to get a table. It's usually really busy and booked out way in advance. And also, it's like a steak restaurant, and I don't eat steak, so a bit of a weird choice. However, uh, I've heard such good things about it, and my friends, a couple of them have been and wanted to go again, and I thought, oh, you know what, this looks really good. They've got, like, mac and cheese on the menu, and it looks incredible. Just everything sounded so good. So we went there, and it definitely lived up to its expectation. So I had a fillet steak. And I would say if that, that's the first fillet steak I've probably had in about five years. So I hope I don't feel ill or something today. But it was so delicious and so juicy. And I've actually been thinking about it since I got up this morning. It was that good. Um, and then I had mac and cheese on the side and truffle, like chips with like truffle on it, which I always like the sound of. And I do enjoy them. But I always regret afterwards because there's always that like aftertaste. Anyway, had that, delicious, totally full, polished it all off, went and saw the comedy show, laughed, 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 amazing, so good. Got home, midnight, straight into bed, today, exhausted. But it's Thursday, so it's almost the end of the week, and I do like a Thursday because the weekend is approaching, and you've kind of, you know, got over that hump day. So yeah, I don't see Thursday as that bad a day, plus I get paid on a Thursday, so it's got that added benefit. Um, but that leads me on a bit to the topic that I wanted to talk about today. Not the being paid bit, but the being out last night and seeing my friends. Because I think one of the biggest challenges for me, and I imagine this is the same for most parents who are single and juggling everything, you forget to make time for yourself. And it's so, so easy to just push yourself to the bottom of that priority list because all of a sudden you're thinking about, you know, how am I doing the best for my child? Um, I've got bills to pay, I've got a job to do. And then before you know it, it's been like four days before you've even like washed your hair and you just completely put yourself to the bottom of that priority list. However, there are, in my opinion, and from some research that I've done, Kind of like three main areas in which I now try to focus my time and prioritise things and try and do stuff for myself 
for my well-being because bottom line is I want to do all of these things I want to be good I want to be a good man I want to be you know good at my job and and try and reduce stress and stuff in my life but of course a lot of that stems from me being happy and you know physically and mentally healthy so there are a few changes that I've made in my life over I'd say these past six months just to really help step change that and put myself in a better position and don't get me wrong I I understand it's easier said than done and it's taken me a long time to get there because initially I was just you know I was moping around feeling sorry for myself worrying anxious thinking how am I going to do this um but I felt like I turned a corner when I started to think about these things and the first things for me were just around like the mental element so what I had mentioned there then being around friends oh my goodness the boost that that has given me by making more time to see my friends you know I was seeing my friends quite a lot anyway however you know what it's like when life gets in the way and plans get postponed and then one person can't make it you're like oh yeah I won't come then either and before you know it, it's been like three months um so making more of a conscious effort to be around my friends and do things that we enjoy so this group of friends I was out with last night we are notoriously bad for getting together because there's five of us in this group four out, out of five of us have got kids some of them work for like the NHS and work nights and stuff. So it's always quite difficult to navigate and get time together. So we just decided that we would do stuff like we did last night. Go and see like a comedian or a show or a concert. Like nothing too pricey, but get something where we have to like buy tickets and stuff. So you're committed and then it's more, it's, it's a plan and you can take care of like childcare and stuff. I can decide if I'm going to have a train, if I'm going to have a drink, if I'm going to drive we could just work it that way so I think having that mental state of mind and having putting focus on that and getting yourself where you need to be for you to help yourself I think is key and that can start with just little little things for me it was just about getting up in the morning making my bed and having a shower because that did so much for my mental health, my state of mind. I think just those little achievements, making my bed really nicely and thinking, oh, you know, one thing done, that's ticked off the list, it looks good. I've accomplished that for today. Having a shower, feeling clean and fresh and the impact that has on you without you probably even realising it and putting clean clothes on. You know, you're setting yourself up then for the day in a positive frame of mind rather than sitting around feeling, you know, a bit dirty and unkept and stuff. And again, I know it's easy to do that, so easy. But if you could just give yourself that little push and just jump in that shower, even if it's just for a second or something, just freshen yourself up. I think that made a massive difference to my mentality and how it set me up for the day. And also just something that I spoke about in the last episode, that I think has a massive impact on health, mental health is around social media and I know we see so much more of this lately and people are are becoming more in tune with this and recognizing that stuff that we see on social media isn't always a real portrayal of life it's not necessarily reality and someone else's happiness doesn't determine your happiness 
And I think seeing things on social media where you question your own position, your own life, your own happiness and abilities, it's so, so damaging. So I take time out from social media. I actually have two Instagram accounts. So one is my personal one that it's all, you know, my school friends, people who were in my school but are not friends and I haven't spoken to for about 15 years but for some reason we're following each other on Instagram not really sure why um but I was finding it really difficult particularly when I was pregnant to see all of this stuff on social media and hear about other people's happiness I know that sounds really drab and really spiteful but I just wasn't coping with that so I kind of parked that Instagram like I haven't deactivated it and it's still there but I really go on it um I really post on it and then I set up a second Instagram which is about my interests which is food and eating out um I've actually brought a bit of fitness into it now as well but kind of with that caveat of knowing that it's not always true and real reflections of what you see in there but anyway the food bit I thought that this would be great for me because I love food, I love eating, I love cooking, I love talking about eating, cooking, finding recipes, watching baking shows, all of that. So I just set up a separate Instagram that is just focused on things that I'm interested in, that are going to benefit me, that I get energy from. And I'm not even really connected on that Instagram or following anyone that I know. It's mainly like restaurants and chefs and some like food bloggers who just share like really good interesting recipes that I can copy step by step and for me that was great because it's given me that social connection which as humans we we crave social connection to some degree but at the same time I'm not exposing myself to situations or insights that I know could be detrimental to my mental health so for me that was just like a massive step change um and also I think little changes like these little achievements these little tweaks you can make to your life do have a massive impact some of mine as well actually started at home so when my husband uh moved out I thought after a while that I would make a stamp on this place like myself like my own personality not that he would stop me doing stuff previously but I just thought it was just really important to make a few changes that reflected me and what I wanted to make this my space so an example that I'll give is oh my husband wanted a dartboard he really got into the darts watching it and you know I, I did as well I definitely enjoyed watching the darts between Christmas and New Year however he got obsessed and then he decided he wanted a dartboard and he went on and on and on for this dartboard. And I was adamant from the beginning, like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want a dartboard in the house. Um, it's going to wreck the walls. It looks horrific. We've only got a two bedroom house. Like if you had a separate games room or a garage or like a big shed or something. Yeah, absolutely fine. That's, that could be your space. You could do your own thing there. This is a two bedroom house with you know, us and a daughter. I don't want darts flying around. We've got a little girl. It's just, just a hard no. Anyway, he kept on and on and on for so long that in the end, I just gave up for ease. And I was like, oh my God, okay, you can just get the bloody dartboard. 
but you need to get like a surround. Well, he actually suggested that he'd get a surround to go around this dartboard to protect the wall. So like, okay, fine. I told him where we could go. We've got quite a big bedroom and there was like a blank space on this one wall, like around a corner. So I said, it can go there. It's out of my sight, kind of. And the rules are when um, our daughter is up or whatever, like she doesn't go in that room if you're playing darts and it's all kept out of the way. I'm just really over the top for safety anyway, but I think it's common sense as well. Um, but yeah, I went with that and gave in because of his persistence. So anyway, being the type of guy he is, give him an inch, he'll take a mile. I walked into that bedroom once he had set it up and oh my goodness, there was this dartboard on the wall. Then there was this big round protector surround thing on the wall. And then he had bought this bloody like a light ring. So this additional massive circle that went around the whole bloody board and the surround with all these prongs and bits flying off it. It looked like a frigging robot shining light onto this dartboard so he could have a good view of when he's throwing the darts. And then there's this big cable running off it into the plug socket to to light it up and plug it in. And it literally took up like half of the wall. I was like, you freaking kidding me? This looks horrific. Anyway, that stayed up for quite a few months. And when he went, first thing I did was take that bloody dartboard off. And I just reclaimed that part of the room to make it my own. So I had seen this picture on Pinterest of just a real nice home office setup. And I thought this is the perfect space for it. Um, although it's in my bedroom, it's like round a corner. It could pass as kind of a second room in a way. And you know what? I put up a couple of shelves. Well, my sister's boyfriend put up a couple of shelves. But I've now since learned how to do that, which is great. Um, I got myself a desk, a little sideboard, a nice little lamp, and put up some pictures on the wall and a rug and a plant. So nothing like too over the top, but little details. And it completely just overhauled the room no like it, it was just like a brand new room it just looked lovely and it felt really nice and it was my own space and it was something that I had done also I've painted a couple of walls in the house like I'm no um DIY expert but I'm learning and I think you know you can watch a couple of YouTube videos figure out the basics and become quite self-sufficient so I've been doing that around the house, again, just to get my own little stamp on the place, add a little bit more of my personality and make it feel more like my home now and not reliant on anyone else. So I think doing little things like that has made a big positive impact. And then the next one is physical, like your physical health, your physical well-being. And for me, this has been a huge, massive game changer for me. So since I um, had my baby, I have been, you know, completely unfit. We all have, I guess, haven't we, a lot of us. We've been in lockdown. Um, I've struggled to lose weight around my stomach area, which was always the area of my body in which I managed the easiest, but now it seems to be the hardest. Um, but yeah, I was just really feeling like not confident about myself, feeling unfit, not taking any time. And I read so much, we all do, about how physical health has a great impact on your mental health and how it's all interlinked and it's taking time for yourself and stuff. So I was doing some home workouts at home, obviously, um, hint in the title there. And I started to enjoy it and I got into a bit of a rhythm. I had a little yoga mat and 
I started to lose a little bit of weight, started to feel a little bit healthier. And I thought, oh, you know what? Perhaps I can take this up a notch and join the gym. So I went to, you know, one of those budget gyms, which was just down the road from my house. You know, the type you go into like the capsule and and stuff. So it was quite intimidating. I joined online. I went in the gym. I did not know how to use anything except the running running machine, the treadmill and the cross trainer. And both of those things are not for me. Um, I the idea of going on a treadmill for like twenty minutes actually gives me the a fear of God knows what. I I just can't do it. It's, it's just not in me. I don't enjoy running. I used to. I just can't do it anymore. It's not for me. So I went in. Probably did like a measly three or four minutes on the treadmill. Walked around, filled up my water bottle, <laughs> and walked straight back out. And I was like, oh right, okay, great. But I've gone into the gym. Maybe that's like a tick. Anyway, I then um, signed up for an induction course. So I had these emails coming through saying, have an induction with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, okay, great. Perhaps he'll show me how to use the equipment. I can talk about my goals and, and go from there. Oh, God, did he hell. I went into the dingiest little room in this gym. And it was this guy who didn't look like a personal trainer. And he was literally just trying to sell me like his personal training program. And he was trying to flog it for something like 150 quid a month. And I was like, Jesus, I have signed up to this gym, a budget gym, which is like 20 quid a month. I've signed up with no joining fee for a month when it's more than half price. So I'm literally paying eight pounds this month to be in this gym. Do you realistically think I'm going to pay 150 quid for some personal training sessions? No, I'm not going to do that. And fair play, I know he's doing his job, but... It just completely put me off. I felt like I was being sold to and I wasn't getting what I wanted from it. So anyway, fast forward on a couple of weeks. I'd probably been to that gym like three times, getting absolutely nothing out of it. Anyway, I'm at home one day and there is kind of like this abandoned looking building that's not too far from my house. And I could hear all this live music, like, well, like the beat of a music, like boom, boom, coming from this building. I was like, what the hell is that? Great. An aban- it's a rave. It's an abandoned building. There's some illegal rave going on. Because it was the evening and the music was so loud. Anyway, next morning, I'm out and about really early and I can still hear this music. I'm like, yeah, definitely a rave. What the hell is going on? So I did some uh, investigating. And I thought, you know what? If there's a rave in this area, it's going to have been communicated on social media. Let me Google the address. Let me see if something pops up um, on Facebook or something. And lo and behold, it's a bloody gym. And the music that I was hearing in the night was the launch party. So, um, yeah, a bit of a party, but yeah, that's fine. And the music I was hearing at 6am was their boot camp. So I was straight in there, had a look, and oh my goodness, it is just my type of place. It doesn't look like a gym from the outside. You go in, it's really nice, really classy. It feels like quite exclusive. And it's just... There's no treadmills, not a treadmill in sight, not a cross trainer in sight, but it's all like strength training. When I describe this to people, they say, oh, like CrossFit, but I've never been to CrossFit, so I don't know. But it's all weights, strength training, conditioning, and it's predominantly girls. There are the odd guy, there is the odd guy that goes there, but it's mainly girls. And it's just a lovely community, big group of girls that just want to get strong. And you know what I feel has transformed my life. 
So the first couple of times I went in there, it was intimidating, but it's all classes. So everything is a structure. So I went in, I didn't know anybody, felt completely vulnerable. Um, I was there, you know, in my little Gymshark two-piece crop top that I've been dying to get out of the drawer for like four years. I thought this is my chance. I put it on. Um, I took my little girl in with me. They were like, yeah, bring her in. Like we want to encourage mothers and stuff and people who have got commitments to bring their children in. We don't want that to be an obstacle to you getting your fitness in. So I was like, okay, great. Took her in with me. Um, and to be fair, she acted as a really good distraction. <laughs> so when I was feeling a bit like <gasps> vulnerable or out of place, I was just crouching down next to the pushchair and chatting to her. <laughs> so it was a really good distraction actually. But you know what? It's been about four months now and I've been going to this gym, I want to say about three times a week. And it has literally transformed me. I feel so much fitter. Um, I'm stronger. I've met loads of new people and it's just given me something for me. I know it's not always easy because I was just fortunate enough that a gym that suited my needs just happened to open up like right by me. However, what I would say is if there are things that you want to do if there are new hobbies you want to take up or a little class that you want to go to, you will feel a bit vulnerable initially if you haven't got that confidence. However, I can't stress enough, just try your hardest to just push yourself and put yourself in that vulnerable position. I felt like a duck out of water. I felt completely out of place, but I just stuck with it. Something in the back of my mind was telling me, come on, you're doing this for you. You want to get fit. You want to get healthy. This is going to really help you and you're going to feel great. Just keep plowing on. And I did. And a few months on now, I just feel so much more confident. So take a risk with that. If you can put yourself in a position, just really, really try. And you know what? It might take a long time or you might walk, you know, I could have walked out of that gym. I thought, no, not for me. But if you do that, that's fine. Just, just, Try and push yourself and try and keep going back because you'll make some new friends, you'll get some new hobbies and you'll spend and invest some time in something that is good for you. Um, and then just finally, like talking about things for you, sometimes you do have to be a bit selfish and do things that work for you. So picking up hobbies and doing things that you like. So I have consciously been making a whole lot more time for myself now in the evenings when my little girl goes to sleep. I enjoy cooking. I love cooking. I love food, as I've already alluded to. So every week, I'll make a point of just buying myself some nice ingredients as a treat and just making a nice meal for myself in the evening. You know, I'm sat here by myself, table for one, but I'm enjoying a nice meal. And sometimes I'll have a glass of wine if it's the weekend. And sometimes I'll even treat myself to a nice dessert. But you know what? For me, that's something to look forward to. Something that I enjoy. It's a pleasure of taking some time to myself. And I think that's really, you know, that that's making a difference to me. But things like that don't always have to be extravagant, like going out and buying nice ingredients or cooking a whole meal. I find some evenings, the time for myself, the things I look forward to, just nothing at all, like don't cost anything at all. So especially now as we're coming into the winter, I love nothing better than going to bed quite early when it's dark outside, getting cosy in bed with a cup of tea and a book with my little lamp on. And for me, just relaxing and switching off like that is just making some time for myself 
and really helping me to switch off from things that are going on and feel relaxed and feel calm. And then the next day as well, the bonus is if you've had a good night's sleep, you feel so much better anyway because you've had an early night, you've done something that's quite wholesome. And I just think that has like an overall impact on everybody and it can just really make a difference. Um, and so that is it for me today. I hope you've taken some inspiration from that and that you can take some time to just do something for yourself and you know, don't feel bad if you need to have some time away from your kids or if work is feeling like too much. That's just normal. We're humans, we're not robots, we're not machines and we are doing the best we can do and don't try and measure those by somebody else's standards like set your own standards set your own goals like i said even if it's something little if you've been just falling out of bed in the morning not bothering to make the bed or not bothering to change your top or something just try and set yourself that little goal and maybe getting up tomorrow and, and making your bed when you get up that's a massive achievement that's a huge win for you and i guarantee those little things will have a positive impact in your mind in some way, shape or form. Even if it's tiny, anything is progress, right? So thank you for listening. Um, if you've got any questions or any advice or anything you want me to talk about, please, please share. Happy to take it all in, in and would love to hear from you. You can email me at wtspalpod at gmail.com. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.